So it's Sunday morning, heading into church, and uh, on my way in, we're going to be doing uh, one of our periodic prophecy updates at church. I haven't done one actually in church in a while because we tend to do them on the podcast a little bit. But I'm uh, going to do one this morning, uh, talking about some of the various things going on in the world around us. So we've sort of labeled our prophecy briefs as being uh, looking at current events through the lens of eternal truth. And so, you know, as I'm going and driving into this morning, I also spent some time just pondering uh, really what is kind of lying at the end of our faith, what is there uh, once all of this is wrapped up around us. It's easy for us to um, be consumed with so much of what's happening around us. I, I follow politics, I follow, you know, what's going on around the world, what's happening with Israel, what's happening with the nations out there in the Middle East, um, you know, our own connection and involvement with some of these unfolding events today. These are things that intrigue me and interest me, and I, I get ramped up about them. I do enjoy looking into it, discussing them, having great conversations, posting things about it, as, as you know. And, and um, But this morning I, I found myself uh, kind of meditating on a passage out of Revelation chapter 7, where it speaks of the multitude from every tribe, nation, uh, tongue, and nation around the throne with the elders. and and uh, those who've come out of the tribulation and, and those who are worshiping and, and praising God, salvation belongs to our God, you know, and, and they're worshiping the, uh, you know, the, uh, all of heaven is celebrating, uh, you know, people who are before the throne, the heavenly hosts, you know, all gather around the throne uh, throughout eternity and, uh, and worship and are drawn close to him. Uh, there's a number of things to think about in that. You know, for starters, uh, there's going to come a point when everything that we're consumed with right now is going to come to an end as one day God wraps everything up, and that's going to be glorious. Boy, I'll tell you, that's one of the things we're actually going to talk about today is how we sort of, you know, as believers, we live kind of straddling two worlds. You know, we live in this world that we're in right now uh, where we're trying to navigate how to walk with the Lord in the midst of it, um, you know, trying to make a difference in our, uh, you know, in our world, whether it's politically or, you know, obviously witnessing for our faith in that. But, you know, sometimes as believers, we wrestle with where certain lines are drawn, you know, how involved do I get in the affairs of the world now, knowing that the time is coming, uh, you know. And so wherever you land on that, you know, one thing that uh, we can all rejoice in and celebrate and look forward to is the finish line. You know, there's a time coming when... Jesus will establish his kingdom. Following that, there's going to be you know, the great white throne judgment, then there's going to be eternity, there's going to be, throughout all these things, one thing remains consistent throughout, and that's that in heaven, uh, people, angels, we gather around the throne and we worship. He's the center of our faith. Jesus opens the door for us to have right relationship with the Father. And one of the culminating truths of that relationship is that we get to be with him. As a matter of fact, as it even says, uh, you know, he will dwell with us and he'll be our God, we'll dwell with him. And these wonderful, incredible truths that so often we just sort of scan through to get to the more exciting things, maybe in the book of Revelation and that. But I would suggest that the most exciting thing, not only in the book of Revelation, but in the entire scripture, is the fact that in the end, ultimately, fulfillment of all we were created for, to be able to walk with God and that he'll dwell with us. 
that's coming. And as they gather around the throne and they worship, they're celebrating that truth. They're, they're in awe of him. As a matter of fact, you know, as, as a sort of a connected aside, you know, you look at the, uh, uh, the living creatures around the throne. You know, they're bowed down with wings covering their eyes and covering their feet and, you know, and all such. And, and, and they worship God and they praise him day and night forever and ever and ever. You know, something that strikes me about that is that they never get bored. They never get tired of that thing, that, that being in such proximity to God that they're in such awe of Him that all they do naturally is just worship. They're so incredibly in awe of Him. Uh, you know, we're sometimes victims of, of strange ideas about what heaven will be like. Uh, one of the cutest but strangest is, you know, those Rembrandtian angels with little fat baby angels with harps and stuff sitting on clouds that uh, Rembrandt so famously painted about. Um, that's not what heaven's going to be like. There will be worship, don't get me wrong, obviously, and we're talking about that. But um, but we're not just sitting on clouds plucking harps in baby form. I'm not sure. You know, I, mean, I guess there's probably a story behind why Rembrandt painted it that way uh, that I'm, I'm not aware of. But, but that's really not what heaven is. Heaven is dwelling with God. You know, the one thing that's missing from Rembrandt's picture, if I remember the painting correctly, it's not fair to call it a picture, the painting, is that I don't think God's in the picture. Uh, and one thing we want to be careful about in our view of heaven is that we don't neglect to put God not only in the picture, but in the middle of the picture. Heaven is heaven because God is there. And that makes it all automatically, by default, a far better situation than anything here. God is present here. He's present everywhere. But there, we'll dwell with him like he created us to. He'll be with us in ways that are um, we can only dream of now. But one day, it'll be that way, for real, in person, gathered around the throne. And uh, you know, whether it's Paul talking about how it, it's uh, the things that he saw and heard there when he went to the third heaven, as we read about in 2 Corinthians 12, when he, uh, he goes to the third heaven and he, he sees things, he hears things, or it says he hears things that, that aren't to be uttered again. You know, they're not to be uttered by man, they're unlawful to be uttered. Uh, or we think of John, just the awe that he clearly experienced when he's drawn into uh, heaven there on the Lord's Day in the book of Revelation chapter 4 when he's swept up into heaven there um, to see the vision of the Revelation. Um, there is, and, and then again, again, so immediately as he's up there in heaven, he sees this picture around the throne where uh, there's just this activity that all centers and focuses on the one who's on the throne. That's what's making heaven heaven, that we get to see Jesus, we get to be in the, uh, with the Father. You know, we're, all that the Holy Spirit has been working in us will reach its culmination when we're finally given our new bodies. We're there in heaven with Him forever. Um, and, you know, I'm, as I'm driving to church, I'm thinking about what church is. Church is sort of a small version of that here on earth. It's like God has given us a little something to enjoy a little bit of that as we look forward to the day when we get to enjoy it in its fullness. Um, awesome thought. Awesome thought. Uh, I'm going to worship the Lord with my brothers and sisters from different backgrounds and stuff. Some of you are privileged to be in uh, really, really multi-ethnic kinds of churches where you literally have people from different tribes, tongues, and nations gathered around the throne as it were, together in that church as you uh, lift your hands and voices before the Lord and it's just, uh, it is such a beautiful thing to realize that uh, for all the craziness and the, the insanity and the mindless hatred and, and 
violence that's going on in the world around us. There is an end in sight. There is a time when you will look at faces of those around you today uh, from different backgrounds, ethnicities, all these different things. And in heaven, you'll be standing, you and I'll be standing shoulder to shoulder with people from all over the world, from all different times and places. And we'll be worshiping him in his presence. And to be able to do that here in church today is such a gift from God. Um, you know, I long to be part of that heavenly chorus one day, but in a sense, we sort of are. We're joining with voices not only around the world who are worshiping, but even in heaven right now, there are those worshiping around the throne, and we're sort of lending our voices to that chorus this morning. It's breathtaking to consider that though there's a threshold that separates us from heaven at the moment, that really we're participating in something that goes on all the time in heaven here on these Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, or maybe in the privacy of your own devotional times, you spend time in worship, you're, you're, you're joining in the chorus. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So a happy, happy, blessed Sunday to you as you join with brothers and sisters, whether you have the ability to do that in person or whether maybe you're watching a service online. I know some of you watch our service online. Some of you aren't able to get to places where you can be in fellowship, but whoever you're with, it's your husband, your wife, your kids, you know, gather around them. Or even if you're by yourself, know this, you're not actually by yourself. Because wherever you are as a worshiper of God, you are again part of that larger family, that chorus of faith, that, 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 um, um, that cloud of witnesses, as it were, that are all gathered around worshiping the Lord this morning. It's a beautiful, breathtaking, incredible thing to think about. So enjoy that, because that's what you were made for. Enjoy His presence this morning. Lift your voices, lift your hands, and worship. God bless you this morning. Father, help us as we gather around you today, whether we're by ourselves in, a, uh, in our place where we live or whether we're gathering with, uh, with multitudes of saints. Help us all to remember that you've invited us to be part of the family of God where we gather around the throne any time that we seek to worship you. We're never alone. We're always in the communion of saints, worshiping and blessing you. And you're worthy of this, Father. We worship you. We worship the Lamb upon the throne. We Bless and praise you in the power of the Holy Spirit, unified and bonded with you through the sealing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for this. And thank you for the opportunity and the privilege that we get to enjoy now and the knowledge that one day we will be able to just let ourselves go completely freely, exploding with all that has just been just unable to be fully expressed here in this life. One day we'll be able to express that before you. You are worthy. Salvation belongs to our God who's seated upon the throne into the land. How we love you and bless you and worship you, Father. Let our times together with you this morning, today, wherever we're watching from, be sweet and, and, and beautiful as we commune and fellowship with you. Thank you, Lord, for this. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And a very, very blessed Sunday to you. And hope to catch you next time we post. God bless you.